Hello and welcome to You Have to Watch This Movie. Oh, you have to watch this, watch this movie. Oh. That's very well done, Tony. I'm Drew Mackey. And I'm not Tina Turner. I'm Tony Rodriguez. No one thought you were. Nobody? No. Are you sure? No. Let's take a poll. No. Anyway, this is the podcast where we talk to the people we love about the movies they love. The movies that have moved them to the point where they've told the people in their lives, hey, you have to watch this movie. Today's guest, oh my God. Uh, you know her from Netflix's Nailed It, from her podcast, Why Won't You Date Me? And her Facebook, nay, MTV series, loosely exactly Nicole, Nicole Byer. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited. I'm very excited. I'm excited. This is a real treat. Um, <laughs> can I tell a story about how I first became aware of Nicole Byer as a comedian? Please. And I'll tell you mine. I was watching a digital short called Naturally Beautiful Calves. <laughs> and the way you introduced yourself made me laugh so hard. T 12 Jones. I'm 12 Jones. Oh, I wish I could remember the line. 12 angry menstruations. Uh, I'm <laughs> oh 12 God. Jones and I'm the star of 12 angry menstruations. How can I have one question? How can, people are gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Is Allison Rich in that? Uh, Allison Rich is in it. It was my old sketch team at UCB in New York called Dweeb. It was written by Andrew Law. Mm -hmm. And we stayed very late at the UCB training center in a classroom and shot it. And it's wild. I was supposed to play Aubrey's part, but then I had to go to, I wanna say Jerusalem, but that's wrong, Romania. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? I had to go to Romania to shoot a commercial. So then like all the parts got all switched up and then they're like, well, if you make it to the show, you'll play 12. And I was like, great. Wait, what commercial did you shoot in Romania? Oh, you better believe you can YouTube it. I played a fairy for a Nestle commercial that only ran in Europe. Oh man. I will use you with that. That's crazy. It's wild. And there was like barely a script and the director wanted me to be very his idea of what a black person is. He's like, oh. I want you to say things like, I know you son. And I was like, I don't really say son. Uh, I don't really do that. But I think it made it into the commercial. Just a tough little cookie. Mama's got something a little special for you. Mm-hmm. How about that? But it's like, oh, you poor little boy. And that's what I sound like. Oh, brother. We need and to find this footage. when I got there, the stuntman, because I had to fly because I was a fairy, the stuntman said, we put the biggest man we could find in a harness to prepare for your big body. And I was like, oh, what a treat. Thank you, Romania, for <laughs> welcoming my big body. It was awful. Yeah. And then they would hoist me up and then argue over what they wanted to shoot. So I was just Jesus swinging Christ. there. And now I can't, I have like vertigo from it. Like I can't be on a, like high up and look down. Oh, that is awful. There's a thing with commercials where they don't, the actors in it aren't human to them. No. They just don't. You're a prop. It's exactly. You're just selling a product. We got the right prop. Let's put them up in the sky uh -huh. and discuss what to do. Uh-huh. My God. It was wild. Hey, Nicole, the first time I saw you. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. We are both UCB New Yorkers. Yes. That's Airport Citizens Brigade. I, I must have already been on Herald Night, and I remember seeing you in Cage Match. Mm-hmm. With Doppelganger. Yes. With Sashir. Yes, and Keisha Zoller. Yes. Uh, at cage matches uh, where UCB pits, pits two improv teams against yes. each other. And you guys were a breath of fresh air. 
and I couldn't believe, oh my God, there's no black people at this theater. Like you guys were the first, like, why aren't these people already here? It was, being at that theater was a little wild because there was only two black people on Harold Knight. Harold Knight is the the improv teams at UCB. Uh, Corey Johnson and Sean Diston were the two black people on Harold Knight. Wow. And I think Sean got on like a little bit before me. It was wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Like and then I think you people. were the one Latino. Yeah. Oh, no. Oscar oh. Montoya. No, yeah. No, not Oscar Montoya. Oscar Magalis. Magallanos. Magallanos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was such a white fucking place. Mm-hmm. You were on The Bishop, right? That's right. Well. I'm the only one that doesn't have any Emmy nomination. Really? <laughs> well, basically. Whatever. Yes. There's, a, yes. there's like truckloads of Emmys. <laughs> They're such a talented group. Uh, people. I remember you guys did one show with chairs. <laughs> yeah, because it's all we had at that, yeah, that basement of our have. supermarket. You have chairs and then water dripping on you from uh, Gristidis. Yeah, and CIA is in the audience and you gotta put a show on <laughs> with your only hope. Maybe I'll get a TV show from Harold Knight. <laughs> this is such an insider conversation. It really is. You're here to talk about not an outs- insider no, thing at all. No. Oh. What's love got to do, got to do with it? Oh, what's love but a second-hand emotion? I thought she was saying second-handy emotion. <laughs> I also, when I was little, did not understand what a private dancer was. I thought it was just someone who was doing dances for a friend, and I would swing around my little karaoke machine and sing it, and I didn't understand why... They were taking credit cards for dances. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about stripping. I love Tina Turner. <laughs> She's turning 80 next year. What? And I am dying for her to go back on tour. Please. I think Wildest Dreams was truly the last tour she was going to ever have done. When was that? That was like, I think in 98. I remember Oprah did a whole episode dedicated to Tina. Mm. And I saw the commercials and I told my mom, I was like, we have to tape it if I don't get home from school in time. Like, I love Tina Turner so much. And the movie, oh, it's all got to do with it. I didn't see until I was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it over and over and over again. Angela Bassett's arms in that movie are breathtaking. They still are, though, which is the crazy part. Because it's been like 20 years since that movie came out. Oh, and then you... You hate Lawrence Fishburne. He's so good in it. His Ike is so hateable. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Uh, Drew, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, oh, do you want to so give sorry. a- Oh, so sorry. No. No, we, we always give a synopsis. I guess I'm just to say, like, oh, you know, you know Tina Turner? Her. It's, 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 yeah. it's about her. Um, the synopsis is, What's Love Got to Do It is the 1993 biopic starring Angela Bassett as the iconic singer and performer Tina Turner. Follows her humble beginnings as anime bullock in Nutbush, Tennessee, to her debut into show business as Tina Turner, a stage name bestowed on her by Ike Turner, Lawrence Fishburne, who is simultaneously her mentor, her husband, her collaborator, and her abuser. The movie does not shy away from the physical and emotional abuse Ike unleashes on Tina, but it ends with her discovering strength and serenity and becoming a solo performer. Corrected mm-hmm. by Brian Gibson, whose credits include... Poltergeist 2 and the Josephine Baker story. And the screenplay was based on I, Tina by Tina Turner and Kurt Loder, written by Kate Lanier, whose credits also include Beauty Shop, Set It Off, and Glitter. Set It Off is an amazing movie. Set It Off is amazing. You haven't seen Set It Off? No, I have not. You have got to see it. Okay. This is not a spoiler. You know it's coming. Queen Latifah does 
she gets shot in the movie. And the way she gets shot is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. She gets shot. She's like, mm. oh. <laughs> and the face she makes is per. You gotta watch right. it. Doctor Dre makes me. a quick cameo in it. It's a great movie. Oh, okay, men, I'm, I'm in. Okay, Nicole, I want to ask you, what is your yes. first memory of Tina Turner? I do not know how. I guess my parents had just random cassette tapes because the ones I remember the most were Michael Jackson's Thriller and Tina Turner, whatever uh, Best was on. Mm-hmm. Sam the I don't know what, maybe it was like a, I don't have to look it up, but it was like uh, the Best was on there. Uh, we Don't Need Another Hero. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like a Best Of. I don't know. I was born in 86, so I don't know if she had a Best Of. I, I just remember having that tape. Private Dancer was on it, Best was on it, and I wore it out. I would sing along. I loved it. Mm. I quoted best at my dad's funeral. It's a great song. She's perfect. She is perfect. She's such a gravelly voice. I love it. And you can hear the strength in her voice. Mm-hmm. And then the way she performs, she's just always moving. Mm-hmm. She, You feel her feeling. I watched Tina Turner live in Brazil. It's a concert that starts during the day and it goes on for hours. And I've seen it in its entirety, maybe twice. I think it's like a four-hour concert. Whoa. Wow. Better believe you can watch it on YouTube. Sometimes I'll just put it on and try to do some work, and then I'll like get enthralled and be like, Tina, how you move like that? <laughs> You're filling out my, my playlist right now. Mm-hmm. It's, she's perfect. It's good music to work out to, especially best. You're sampling the best. Maria. You're like, I am. I'm doing <laughs> oh, it. I showed up today. Everyone. <laughs> I did never thought this until you were just describing Tina Turner, that it does feel like she's feeling the emotions as she's performing. Mm-hmm. Is she our Judy Garland? <laughs> she's my Judy. Yeah, she could be. Because I-, I, like, I love Judy and you see everything Judy is going through when she sings. Uh, Tina, to me, is the same way. Yeah. And they both have the hard backstory of like, yes. they, they, mm-hmm. they went through it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love Tina's wigs. I remember my mother was like, you know, that's a wig. And I was like, oh, what? She doesn't have naturally spiky hair. What? Ugh, <laughs> oh, I love those wigs. Those wi- Is that her look in Mad Max? All of it's it. Blonde. All wigs. Yeah. And you know, they explain how she gets to the wigs in the movie. Yeah. Do they? They sure do. She was getting a relaxer. And this, I thought in Mad Max, I was like, oh, sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember in Mad Max? Someone looked at the scene. screen and said, this is why Tina wears a wig. Turn uh, away from that Mel Gibson. We want to hear about her hair. I mean, <laughs> as a kid, I did like Beyond Thunderdome because of her, but I did not realize that she was the singer until like much later in my life. Because why would you oh. think Beyond Thunderdome Lady is the woman who sings all these songs, sings mm-hmm. what's I've got to do with it? Doesn't make sense to a little kid. I mean, I hear you. Yeah. I thought teachers lived in a village with other teachers growing up. But that's me and my weird little thoughts. I saw her teacher, Ms. Gilbert, no, maybe a different teacher, in the supermarket when I was little. It's horrifying. And I was like, what are you doing out of your village? And my mother was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, they don't all live in a village? And then the doctors live in the doctor village? I thought you had to live, I don't know why I like lived in a neighborhood with other people, but like, if you had an occupation, you had to live in the village with, uh, with your other ocu- occupation people. It makes sense to me. It seems like a very organized way to Right? Live. Construction yeah. workers live together. They yeah. got to work together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mother's father was a principal and was very popular, but I guess he was very strict with his kids. I always thought like teachers were, if they were nice, that they mm-hmm. were like 
they were only doing it for their non-related students. Oh. <laughs> That's my dumb child. My I silly mean, child. We were all real stupid. Kids yeah. are yeah. kids are dumb. They're the dumbest things in the world. You have to teach them every fucking thing. Hmm? I listen to your podcast. I'm aware of your thoughts on children, and I agree 100%. I hate them. Yes. You guys, can I show you a picture of my nephew in no, the ocean on the beach? No, unsubscribe. Okay. No, I'm kidding. You can show me. I love children that I don't have to interact with. Yeah, that seems fair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. I was going to ask, what is your first awareness of Angela Bassett as a performer? Is it this? It might have been. Mm-hmm. I just remember watching her and especially the scene in the limo at the end when she fights back. I'm, I'm Tina Turner. My husband and I just had a fight. I'm supposed to open at the academy tonight. I have 36 cents on a mobile card. But if you would give me a room, I swear I will pay you back. No, 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 Please. that won't be necessary. Now, Miss Turner, I'd, I'd be honored, really. We'll, we'll take care of you. Thank you. Oof. Yeah. Like, you feel that, like, this is the turning point. Tina's so far over it. She doesn't give a fuck when she's in that limo. Mm-hmm. But the minute she gets out of that limo, she realizes that if she goes to a hotel room with that man, she might die. So she like runs away. Like you feel everything that would be going through your mind as an abused woman who's escaping their abuser. And it's she's oh, she's perfect in the movie. She's perfect. They, they feel they feel real. very real yeah, when he yeah. slaps her in the restaurant for like goofing off or whatever. You're like, Jesus Christ, this happened all the time back in the day. And people just went about their business. Yeah, it happens now. And, you know, people see abuse and they just, you know, it's like, well, not my business. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe she did something, which is like an awful thought to have. Right. I saw a woman get punched in New York. I was in. Mm the West Village, and they were like leaving a club and they were screaming at each other and I stopped and I was like, what is happening? And he just fucking clocked her and she went down and then he stormed away and I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna go help her. And as I was crossing the street, her like friend comes out and she was like, well, I mean, you did say what you said, so. And I was like, oh my God, this woman is also not a good friend. I hope she's all right. If you're listening and you got hit on West (laughs) Fourth, Uh, email me at baconcansave at gmail.com and let me know you're all right. Please. And you saw Nicole Byer's name on this episode uh, and you thought, oh. Maybe she'll, maybe maybe she'll, she'll reach out. finally reach out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine she does. That would be amazing. Be like, I felt like you were easing into a question. I stepped on your question. So I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask about Whitney. Oh, did you know? What? Who you're about to go into this, right, Drew? Go go for it. About who was originally cast in the role of Tim Oh, was Whitney Houston? Mm-hmm. No it, way. Isn't that crazy to think about? Not to be speak ill of the dead, but Whitney doesn't have the range. Or she That's exactly didn't have the range. Right. I thought she was great in the bodyguard because she was playing a version of herself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're right. uh, the preacher's wife, what a fun little romp. But like also mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot of range to do that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been a very different movie. I don't think there would have been an Oscar nomination. No, I agree with you. She had to leave because she was about to have a baby. Ah, uh, Bobby which Christina. Which two out of the three people here don't like. <laughs> I babies. hate Bobby Christina. No, I'm kidding. I hate <laughs> babies. 
Um, I there is a, a oh, part of me. Oh, that floors me. I can't even imagine that movie. I wonder if so. Angela Bassett was cast within a month of them starting to Whoa. shoot this. Can you believe? How, yeah, for a role like this, like that just makes me more impressed. Mm-hmm. Like she's already brilliant, and the range, as you said. Is he sorry for all the other times too? He's a pig. Uh, 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 don't do that, Jackie. Don't do that. Can't nobody understand that you got a lot of a lot of pressure right now. Money, music ain't right. This, that, and the other thing of what I do. I insult him when I know he tried. No, Anna. But this has got to stop. The way she starts out so innocent. Yeah. But like you know that there's something inside of her. And you can see what Ike sees, or you can see what like Lawrence Fishburne sees when he's, mm-hmm. you know, grooming her. It's the movie is really well done. <laughs> it, it really is. Angela said she can do anything but sing. Mm-hmm. And if Whitney had been in it, I wonder if they would have made her lip sync to Tina Turner. I don't think she would have wanted to. I, I think she would have yeah, wanted I, to cover it. She, right. I also think so, and I think that would have been wrong. They have yeah. different voices. Yeah. Agree. Different, 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 different voices. Bodies, different personas, uh, especially yes, at yes. the end of the movie. Yeah. I appreciated Angela. I agree. Yes, you want to hear Tina's voice. Mm -hmm. You have to hear Tina's voice. And Angela does very good lip sync performance. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize, I swear to God, my analogy or my comparison to Judy Garland earlier. While I was watching this, I was thinking of another brilliant lip sync performance. Mm -hmm. It was Judy Davis playing Judy Garland in an ABC TV movie. No, it's a really good TV movie. She's really good in that movie. I've never seen it. It's so good. I want like a full Judy Garland biopic. Uh, yeah. I like, I, Judy. Kate Blanchett could do that, right? Sure. I She's don't... about to play Lucille Ball. Oh. Isn't Reese Witherspoon doing Judy Garland biopic? Oh. Isn't that? I don't, I don't know. I don't that's Nobody can listen to this for Hollywood news. No, I mean. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my Hollywood news. Turn on the podcast. <laughs> I want to talk about Hollywood stuff because I think it is. So, first of all, this movie only got nominated for two things, and it was Angela Bassett's performance and Lawrence Fishburne's performance. They're only Oscar nominations in their career. Ever. I mean, Isn't that... that's insane. Yeah. Lawrence lost to Tom Hanks for Philadelphia. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it's... Sure. Like, that, that historically was an important movie. Angela lost to Holly Hunter for the piano. I don't give oh, a fuck about the yeah. piano. And yeah. also, no one talks about the piano. This movie, kind of just because VH1 plays it all the time, mm-hmm. but this movie has stuck with us a lot longer than the fucking piano did. Oh, Well, we have true blood. Absolutely. Yes, mm. little Anna Paquin. Yeah, good for her. Um, I mean, I genuinely loved True Blood until season three when they had like wear panthers. And I was like, what? Are we just making shit up? Yeah. Well, yes. Everyone's something now. <laughs> no, Tony, vampires are real, okay? And so are fairies. But when they introduced a werepanther, I said, I cannot suspend my imagination. Okay? <laughs> that makes me want to watch it. I Were loved panthers. True Blood. Is that New Orleans? Is that right? Yeah, we- New Orleans, and everyone had a different accent. I was right. like, y'all didn't get an accent person up in here to be like, some of you should sound the same. <laughs> yeah. Just like two, three of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suki, 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 you are mine. <laughs> That's Vampire Bill. That's my impression of Vampire Bill. It's going to be on my SNL reel. I can't do any of those impressions. I never Suki. watched it. I can just do Anna Paquin. Oh, I have an Oscar. That's, That's it. It's great. Does she have an Oscar? For the piano. For the piano. Oh. Can I? She was like I one of the youngest people ever to win an Oscar. I'm Wasn't that Tatum O'Neill? She might be the youngest, but she's 
like teeny tiny. Mm. It's a very cute acceptance speech. I watched it. I can't wait to win an award so I can be like, I fooled you all. I'm just a dumpster bitch from New Jersey. <laughs> Please do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's, that's going to be my full acceptance speech for when I win my Oscar mm-hmm. for my biopic of Monique <laughs> <laughs> or Queen Latifah. And neither of which you or will be listening to. Or Gabrae Sidibe. Sidibe? Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Gabrae Sidibe. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I think you're right. Or um, Homegirl from Glee. I can't remember her name. Amber Riley. Amber Riley, yes. Why do I know that? I did not watch Glee. My I'm just brain. naming big black women who are doing better than me. I got one more. I got one more for you. Who? Your mod sketch team debut in New York. You played. Didn't you play Oprah? Oh, I sure did. I mean, why not throw that? I in the mean, mix? imagine I played Oprah. I would want to do Oprah in the '80s when she lost all that weight. I just, I feel like she was going through it. Do you remember when she lost all that weight? There's like an iconic picture of her, big old hair. Teeny tiny waist, gold belt, black jeans, black turtleneck, and she's carrying or like pushing a wagon of like fat. And she's like, I lost that. (laughs) And every white woman in the audience is like, You did lose that. (laughs) I just would love to explore that whole culture. This black woman who's a messiah to white women. Yes. Yes. If you think about it, it's wild. Like Oprah has transcended race. She has transcended race. And then on her coattails, Ellen has become like sexuality. exactly to white women. Yes, like I don't think women. anybody in any white woman in that audience is like she looks pussy every night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like Ellen's so funny and awesome, mm-hmm. funny dancing lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still would- voting Republican there. <laughs> I hope when people see me, all they think is Nicole sucks so many dicks after nightfall. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is something I know because I listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I got a dig appointment tonight, <laughs> but it's in Woodland Hills. I'm so upset about it. Wow, I know we met west of 405. It is pretty there. So. Yeah, but like I'm just annoyed. You both drank wine at the same time. You said Woodland Hills, and I Hills. love it. Well, oh, that's the that's the word we have to drink yeah, on Woodland yeah, Hills. That's a secret. <laughs> we probably spend too much time together. <laughs> no, we synced up. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's a Tony. It's fine. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. Hmm. I yeah. My notebooks what? over here. Oh, did you write notes? I, I want to talk. Can I talk about? Can we talk about Lawrence Fishburne? Yes. Incredible. Please. It is crazy because I know him as a kid as Cowboy Bill on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, I never watched Pee Wee's Playhouse. I had no idea he was on that show. Cowboy Curtis. He plays a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I ever saw him. And I like him now on Blackish, where he's a funny grandpa. Mm-hmm. And it is really weird to see how, to see him be so evil, to hate him as much as you hate him. Mm-hmm. I got to pay the girls and I got to pay the band. And on top of that, I'm trying to build us a studio. You know, you want the studio. And I'd have it by now. You would sing the songs the way I tell you to sing them, man. I mean, That's what I've, I've been trying to do, right? I mean, but they all sound like the same, you know? What? I ain't here. What you say? Hmm? I ain't here. I ain't here. What you say? I said, uh, uh, I mean, not exactly, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, but you you do have your own style. He 
that he didn't get typecast or pigeonholed as a result of this role, which he easily could have because he's so fucking evil. He's so awful. And the way he treats every woman in that movie is just incredibly awful. And then if you think about it, it's like, well, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. This man lived for a long time. Think of how how awful he was every day to fucking people. Ugh. To women that were not Tina Turner. Yes. Like subsequently and didn't struggle, like didn't have the power to get away from him the way she did. Yes. Right. Yeah. And as far as Tina Turner's concerned, I, did you read her book? I did not. I, I Tina? No. Yes. She has another one coming out as we're recording this. I think Wait, it's coming, really? I think it's coming out this week. Oh as, my God. I, I swear. Then maybe she'll go on tour again. Yes. She got to sell the yeah. books. She has to promote it. Maybe she'll come to Vegas. Oh God. Oh my God. I'm literally going to come all over myself. If <laughs> Tina Turner comes okay. to Vegas, I will be first in line, front oh. row, living my life. All right, I'll okay. I'll go with you. Thank I'll you. I'll accept your not Thank invitation. You. Uh, please calm everyone. Uh, in calm. drag. Oh, let's do Tina drag. Let's yes. just do the whole yeah. thing. Let's do the damn thing. Yes. Uh, her memoir. I did not read it. I can't speak to specifics. Mm-hmm. But she said, uh, or so she both Tina Turner and Ike sold their their life rights. So someone else bought the rights to the memoir. And they took the worst parts of the book out because they didn't think people would believe it. Whoa. I guess Tina Turner said that Disney, it's a touchstone picture, right? Uh-huh. Oh. Disney wouldn't believe how bad things were. So they didn't even put it in the so movie. So I was right. You were right. It's the tip of the right. fucking iceberg. Well, it's just like when people are abusive, what you get told is not everything. Yeah. People have such a deep, like evil people are evil. Like they're bad. Like, ugh. Yeah. It's just awful to think about that she had to live through that. Yeah, and I for women in America. What am I talking about? Women in America, women, women in everywhere. that period of the, time. The women, all of the women, all of the women. Like it was to get away from an abusive husband would have been much harder because, like, it was mm-hmm. still up until like the '90s, right? Women couldn't even get their own credit cards. Uh, think, uh, I like, think maybe like the '70s. Oh, the '70s, really? Like that. Well, that, I think that was the first wave of feminism in the '70s. Okay. I'm behind on that. It's, I mean, we're on our third fucking wave and it's like, why can't the waves just crash onto the shore and wash away all the sand and like stay? You know, why does the tide have to go back? Like, how are we on our third fucking wave? It is so annoying that like, we just have to keep talking about like women being whole fucking people who, sh- Ugh, I get so angry. But um, yeah, like in the fifties, if you left a man, you were pretty much like shit out of luck. Like you didn't have a credit card. You didn't have your own money. You didn't have a car. You didn't have a house in your name. You had to like start over from nothing. And Tina had to start over from nothing. You know, that court scene where she was like, I don't want anything. I just want my name. Just mm. my name. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. No, I'm no turn is my name. She's like, no, just give me my name. I want you to be very sure about this. It means you're going to walk out of here with absolutely nothing. Except my name. I'll give up all that other stuff, but only if I get to keep my name. I work too hard for it. You're right. The name is mine. The name got my daddy's blood on it. Now, she want to go. She, 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 she can go wherever she want to go, but the name belongs to me. Mr. Turner. No, no, no. Look here now. Hey, hey, hey. Get your hand off me, man. Now, look. Mr. Turner. She want to go. She can go. Sir? That's fine. She can go. But the name stays home. The name stays home. And then the judge gave her her name, and she started over from fucking nothing. Yep. I felt like she was here with us just now. Thank Every, you. Yeah, you really invoked her. Thank you so much. Just give me my name. Um, we're going to stop for a very quick ad break. We'll be right back with more What's Love Got to Do With It. 
Not a sponsor. McDonald's. <laughs> Not giving us money at all. Not Who yet. are your sponsors? Jungalo. It is a. <laughs> Not Juggalo. <laughs> Juggalo is a like uh, home furnishing. It's really cool. Actually, I got my rug from them when they sponsored us. I was like, oh, it's really nice. Juggalo. You must understand the touch of your hand makes my folks react. That it's only the thrill of me. Hi, this is Drew in the studio for the first time in a few weeks with Tony, who's back from Venezuela. Hi, Tony. Hola, como estas? Mucho gusto. <laughs> yep. And we should probably tell you, this is actually the season finale of You Have to Watch This Movie. We're going to have a few bonus episodes in our hiatus, but uh, this is our big ending episode. And if you've been listening to the season so far, you probably know about Jungalo.com. It is an awesome website where you can buy unique, beautiful housewares, and it's all curated by someone named Justina Blakeney, who has impeccable taste. And if you use the exit code this movie, all in caps, one word, you get a 15% discount. Drew, 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 Drew. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you? Uh, this week's episode is about a biopic about Tina Turner, right? The word mid episode, some people know that. Did you know that Justina Blakeney, the designer of the Jungalo things, um, was inspired by Tina Turner? I, I, no, no, I did not know that. Yeah, I did my research, Drew. So there's a more than one journalist on this podcast. She has a planter that has a face that looks like it's kissing, pucker up. And that's very clearly what's love got to do with it. Is it? Yes, absolutely. I, she has a print called The Awakening, and that's screams Tina Turner going into her Buddhist phase. And I was like, oh, my God, why did not we, we didn't come up with this earlier in the season. We could have talked about Tina Turner this whole season. Does it? D- d- uh, yes, and there's a pendant that's ca- a hanging glass, and it looks like the cage that Tina Turner's in, what, Mad Max? We don't need another hero? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. basically, Justina Blakeney, I feel like she should ter- change her t- company's name to We Love Tina Turner. I don't think any of that is true, Tony. You know what? Art is subjective. Tr- technically true? Yeah. You know what? I'm out. I'm leaving now. Season finale out. We're done, so... Please go to jungalo.com, J-U-N-G-A-L-O-W.com, like bungalow, but with a J. Jungalo.com. Not a, not a jingle that exists. I just made it up and exists now. Go buy something from Justina Blakeney. Her stuff is cool. End of commercial. I'm fresh, fresh, fresh. Yeah. All right. That was a good system. Mm-hmm. Very good. Did you see how well I committed all of your, like, Truly, works? you have. I did a deep dive after his episode. I listened to, like, a bunch of them, so. Yeah. Thank you. You, did, you went with me, you went with me to the gym, to the grocery store. You went everywhere. With me. I love it. Yeah. And it's really funny. People will tweet at me. They're like, oh, boy, you'll, you got to listen to it alone. It's wild. I'm like, it's not that wild. No. Although the last one was, like, the title of the episode was, like, Something about eating pussy and coming, and I was like, <laughs> the one that the one that aired this week. Mm-hmm. That was a really good episode. Thank I learned you. I learned a lot about like yeah, eating pussy, which is not something that concerns me, but it was a very <laughs> interesting episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and we're back. We're back. I'm loving it. Can we talk a little bit more about Lawrence Fishburne? I, yes, I have something huge to talk about Lawrence Fishburne, but yes, please. 
Tell what me about it. Say? Something huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say that he was always attached to this project for the most part, and he kept turning it down. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like he didn't want to play a one-note villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess they added a... It's very s- small in the mm-hmm. movie. I guess it alludes to his father having been a victim of violence from a, from a woman. Is that right? Anyway, when mm-hmm. Angela Bassett signed on, he's like, I'm game. Let's do this. Right. I... Honestly, do think somebody else could have played that part and it would have been one note, but I bought and believed that he thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Yes. I Which really, makes him so much scarier. Yes. Exactly. Like right. he was so delusional that like he I think he says in the court scene he was like I made you. I did this. Mm-hmm. I did all this. And I think in his brain, I mean, he did so he can't like argue with me, but I think he thought the abuse, you know how you like your heart on your kids yeah. so they succeed? I think he thought that's what he was doing to Tina. He was being hard on Tina, hard on everybody else. And he was like, I did that. Mm-hmm. I was nasty to you, but look where you look where the fuck you are now. You're fucking Tina Turner. I did that. Mm-hmm. And I do think he also grappled with he never got as big as her. Right. right. That scene or that like reunion scene, I guess, after she's left him mm-hmm. and he like surprises her in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Look, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and... Two minutes. All right, now. I, look, I, God damn it, I miss you, Ann. I'm tired of this. This this done gone on long enough, and I want you to come home, now. I know everything between us wasn't... Look, everybody got problems, Ann. I'm trying to take care of mine. I gave up that narcotic. I'm just... Look, I'm telling you right here and right now, I'm going to try and do right by you this time. Bye. Bye, wait a minute. I ain't talking to you yet, now. You think about this. I made you. Hmm? You wasn't nothing without me, and you ain't gonna be nothing without me. You know, I was wondering when a white turner was gonna show up. You get on, do your lot of that thing. Go ahead. Yeah, all right. Go ahead on. You ain't Donald Summers. That mentality of him believing he's right, he is the mm-hmm. victim. Because he brought flowers, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you think flowers are gonna make up for years of you fucking hitting me? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Such a good performance. Yeah, it's crazy. It's- he, this is only Oscar nomination. Yeah, because I mean, he should have been nominated for the Matrix. Let's let's carry out blue pill, red pill. Mm, come I on, I agree with you. Morpheus, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street three. Never seen it. He's really good in that. Apocalypse now. Never seen. That's it. like his first role, right? Yeah. 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 Is it weird if I say he's attractive in almost every phase of this movie except when he gets the weird page boy haircut? No, I liked it. I was oh. here for it, and that also adds to like another level of it because you're like, he's so hot. Mm-hmm. He can't. Maybe he'll clean up. Maybe right. he'll be better tomorrow. You have to buy that, what mm-hmm. you just said. Right. He's very attractive. He's yeah. charismatic and like handsome yes. and talented. And a lot of abusers are like that. Like Ted Bundy, who yeah. fucking murdered, what, he ate women too? No, he just, he he just, just murdered just them. murdered them. He was a very attractive, charismatic man. Yeah. And let me tell you, you smile at me, I'll follow you anywhere. <laughs> I would be so to easy Woodland to murder. Hills, in fact. I mean, I'm going to Woodland Hills for some dick, and that is so fucking far away from everything I know. It's not bad at this hour. It's like 30 minutes. Well, I'm going at 11, so hopefully it'll be 20 minutes. There we Ugh. go. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys, when you watch a biopic, or maybe like something that's based on historical stuff, does the idea of like how accurate it is like figure into your enjoyment of the film at all? Mm. I'm truly looking for performance. 
Performance over accuracy does it for me. You're an actor. I'm a journalist. That is the difference. Ah. Okay. Here's how I'm going to answer this. Because usually every year the SAG Awards throw out a million biopics yes. for everyone to watch, right? For award season. And every time I'm watching one, I'm like, I'd rather be watching a documentary about this worthy mm-hmm. subject. This is an exception because in this, the performance matters. Yeah. The performances matter. And you, sure, I'll watch a documentary about Tina Turner, but you're not going to see this dramatization mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as it's done in this movie. And that's why I think this is a rare Great biopic. Mm-hmm. It is a really good biopic. I don't usually like biopics, but this one is thrilling and it feels like a, com- a complete film rather yes. than just like. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other biopics that I was like, meh. Coal Miner's Daughter? Never seen it. Oh. Sissy Spacek plays Loretta Lynn and she's really good in it. But And she actually sings in it. Oh. She really sings in it. I do like songs. Sissy. I like too. I like her too. I love her and Carrie. Plug it oh, another up. Another biopic. Plug it. That's a call back to your your uh, podcast ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say plug up your puzz. So the reason I bring this up because I want to look into Ike obviously said like, oh, the movie's inaccurate. Of course. Tina also said that. Tina said that she felt some scenes portrayed her as more of a victim than she actually was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And they were both somewhat upset with how the movie, much more so. So I was like, what actually was real and what was fabricated? So we haven't talked about the cake scene. The cake scene where they're in the diner yes. and he f- smashes cake in her face. Oh, that's what he does. He doesn't slap her. I said earlier he slapped her, but he smashes cake in her face. Come on, Mike. I want a cake. Come on, just a piece. Come on, I. What's the matter, bedroom? You high. You embarrassed me. Oh, come on, man. Open your mouth. So you white man asked her to open the mouth. She sing all goddamn day long. I asked you ain't gonna say nothing. Now. Come on, now I'm asking you nice stuff. And I'm saying no nice. You know, you come on, this cake. Come on, leave some cake. Leave some cake. Oh, so you done lost some of the fucking money. Hey, leave her alone. I. 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 She's the third of the backup singers. She was mm-hmm. on news radio back in the day. Oh. She's been in everything. I just really always liked her. Drew is a walking Wikipedia about uh, network sitcoms. Yeah. And, and ca- many, many things. And character actors and people that never really got their due. Candy Alexander was really pretty. And you really ever watched Popular? Yes. I loved Popular. Oh. Popular is a Ryan Murphy original. It's his first oh, that's right. show on Le- the WB. Leslie Gerson. Leslie Bibb. Carly... Hope. Yeah. What is she doing? Wow. But it wasn't popular. It lasted two seasons. Very good show. <laughs> Cult hit. Leslie Grossman played Mary Cherry on that yep. show. And she's finally, he is pulling her back into the- It the, took a long time. She was gone for a long time. She's very funny. She's on H uh, American Horror Story mm-hmm. this season and last season. And yeah. she's good. And I'm glad she's finally getting work mm-hmm. and like stuff. She's very talented. She's great. So the cake scene didn't happen. In real life. Oh, interesting. The, um, says the cake scene was actually inspired by an incident Tina accounted in her autobiography, which describes that Ike had bought a pound cake because someone told him that Tina had asked for it. Tina says she did not ask for the pound cake and Ike told her to eat it anyway. And she did. That is what actually happened. And they turned it into that scene of violence. That's a fucked up situation to like force someone to do something they don't want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, 
that scene is like the most prominent scene in this movie. It's mm -hmm. awful. Mm -hmm. And I always get hung up on the historical accuracy. But that, 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 that bugged me. I was like, come on, guys. Like, well, I think it's just as humiliating. Humiliating? I say that word funny. To be forced <laughs> to eat cake at home while he probably watches me do it. Right. Than to have it be done to me in public. I think it's almost on par of being just as embarrassing. Okay. Um, but I do understand that like being done in a in a like diner mm -hmm. and this is the sixties or seventies. I think it's the seventies at that point. Yeah, and you know, black people abusing black people in the open right. it wouldn't have flown. Like I I think it would have mm -hmm. been, you know, clocked a little harder. Uh but yeah, I think both versions are equally really traumatizing. I I'm I'm good with that. I yeah. You're wrestling with the journalist versus. No, I'm sure. thinking about like how humiliating it would be just to have be dehumanized and be like, I'm going to make you do this thing that you don't want to do, and I'm going to sit there and watch you do it, and that would suck too. And I could see the writer being like, okay, how how do we heighten this? Yeah, well, that works. Okay. What's I, another thing that didn't happen? Do you know? The rape scene didn't happen. Oh wow! Um, really? Yeah. That is the hardest scene to watch. Yes. Mm -hmm. There is no mention of marital rape in Tina's autobiography. I denies that that happened, but we can't trust him. I mean, did she outwardly deny? I couldn't find if she said that did not happen. Interesting. But she didn't really have a so, lot of involvement with the movie, so that could be something they just... They had no involvement, I guess. Yeah, Seem, yeah if you sell your life rights, you're, yeah. you don't get like, excuse me, you cut those out? But I do think there's an interesting implication that if Tina wasn't like, unequivocally, this didn't happen, then like, mm -hmm. it probably did, probably but did. like... Also, that's not for a movie to reveal that. If she didn't put it in the autobiography, that means she didn't want that to be public knowledge. Yes. And I do think a woman should be able to keep, whether it happened or not, your it's, it's your body, it's your secrets, it's what it's your experience. I think you should be able to, you know, choose if you want that public or not. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So this goes to honoring people that are alive whose whose story you've purchased for the purpose of making money mm -hmm. right yeah but that's the perception of course Lee wouldn't know this had you if you didn't know her mm -hmm. or she didn't hear her speak about it but if you just see the movie you just, just take it as fact so that goes back to your point about honoring what actually happened versus artistic interpretation mm -hmm. and i don't know i always get hung up on it it's my weird thing the no you're i mean this is a very good point right here we, I mm -hmm. would have assumed that that happened. Oh, right. I absolutely would have assumed. Like, it's, I thought it happened. Right, Especially because the movie ends with Tina performing on stage. It's not mm -hmm. Angela Bassett. It's actually Tina mm -hmm. singing to a crowd. And it kind of lends the entire movie an air of uh, legitimacy, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's like all of this was true and she's a stronger woman for it. Which is what you will <laughs> kind of want the story to be because that is an inspiring story. And it, it still is the story. Ugh, I just... I can never, I, I will never write a biopic for this reason. What is the song she sings at the end? Is it in a, What's Love Got to Do With It? Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out. We, 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 it's we, a Judy Garland song, I think. Yeah. Clang, clang, oh clang with the trolley. God. I'm. <laughs> clang, clang with the trolley. Hard. Don't cut it out. Let the world know. <laughs> Let them know I'm a fucking idiot. In this scene where Phil, the Phil Spector comes in and. Drew, I, I I brought this up because of you. Oh, Drew, you said this is one of my favorite songs ever. It's um, Mountain High. That yeah, yeah. Right? 
Yeah. It's such, it is. It's, it's it, such a good song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's great. And he's a monster too. And it's weird to be mm-hmm. like, okay, Ike Turner's a monster, Phil Spector's an even worse monster. And he wasn't a known monster when this no. movie came out. No. Okay, so I was reading about this and when I found this quote from Phil Spector, he called the movie a piece of trash oh. because it demonized Ike Turner. And I was like, it's weird to have Phil Spector who shot a woman in the head and killed her in his Aww. house, who's like a worse version, very mm-hmm. similar person to Ike Turner. Worse, because he actually fucking killed her. Like defending Ike Turner. And like, oh, he, this is probably like in like the 90s when this came out before he mm-hmm. shot that woman in the head. It was after he shot the woman in the head. He still said that he, like it wasn't fair to Ike Turner. It's like, sir, you killed you killed a lady you shot her mm. you don't you don't have a leg to stand yeah, on yeah you can't talk about bad people you're the you're a bad person the worst yeah, i can't had- imagine ever shooting someone oh, it would be yeah. so messy yeah yeah too much cleanup and i don't like to clean although there's a lot of tile in my house so i guess it would be <laughs> easy could you move a little out of my house before i shoot you <laughs> yeah can i shoot you in the street yeah. <laughs> that's not my property mm-hmm. don't have to clean up a thing <laughs> Well, bad people defend other bad people. Yeah. I it's wild that yeah. shit just isn't better. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. is it like the dying what's it called? Last gasp? No. Please God. No. No, this is, no it's okay, gonna get it's gonna, gonna get worse be before I mean yeah. if it hasn't gotten better by now. Oh yeah, pero Cuba's better now. Let's go let's all let's go there. Oh, Cuba. Sure. I was like, what are you saying to me? Cuba. Cuba. No. Cuba. We're still better here. Cuba. No. <laughs> California. As California, we're staying put. I like California. I like New York. I like Austin. I like Portland. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Those, those are good options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though Portland's uh, very segregated. Is it? Oh, yeah. Portland is a North Mecca for uh, like Confederate soldiers. Yeah. That's what it was like founded as. It's like a white Mecca. I didn't know that. And their housing laws are fucked. And it's eh, Portland's a mess. It's a weird city. Do you notice? Do you know it has more strip bars per capita than any other city? It does. Why? And they got vegan strip bars too. Vegan strip? Wait, what? Go to a strip club and get some vegan food. Oh. I mean, that makes sense in Portland. I don't go to to strip bars. Dude, I didn't know they serve food. In Portland, they sure do. Huh. Although we did go to this male one called Stag, me and my friend, and there was no food. And they wouldn't give you singles. They only give you $2 bills. And I was like, you have to give me singles because I want to feel like I spend $100, not 50 yeah. I want to give these boys all of my money. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are they getting $2 bills? They don't make those anymore. I have no idea. I have like four $2 bills. Me too, and I keep them in a box. Yeah. Oh, I keep them in my wallet. Oh, why? Is it like good luck? My mother used to have them, so um, I, I don't know. They're yeah. rare and unusual. I, 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 I keep mine too. I don't know why. They're just money. I yeah, it's just money and stuff. you can spend it. Like, yeah. I should carry my unusual things on my person. Yes. Yeah. All right. Keep track of them. Okay. Not hide them away. Yes. The Show them off. Closet. Show them off. Is there anything? What What are, what are, what are other scenes? Oh, I can't talk now. What other scenes should we talk about in this movie? I mean, we touched on how she got to the wig. Where she was in the beauty salon, and I get they left the relaxer in for too long, or no? Were they trying to dye her hair? I don't remember. I think it was relaxer. It was like mm-hmm. in too long, and then it just like fucking came out. Mm-hmm. And then they like made do, got wigs, had a great performance, and then Ike like ripped it off her head and was like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. And it's like it's hair, man. Like you gonna argue? You gonna fight over every little thing? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then she had a baby, right? 
She does. And <laughs> so the birth thing, the, she, yeah, she does. And the kids are also, they got that wrong too. Like the kid oh. that's born first was actually Lorraine's kid or oh, like yeah. the kid you think is Lorraine's kid is actually her kid. And they're just like, oh, and they're like, who fucking cares? Yeah. And there's another thing like where he proposes after he gives birth, right? Oh, no, Something in the like hospital. That. No, she gets sick. She gets yes. sick. And then he proposes and takes her out. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Oh. But still, that's dramatic. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. So much of this movie's a lie. A lot of it is a lie. But it still has, I mean, even with my problems with it, story still has value. It's great. Yeah. Hey, that actress that plays the amalgam character, mm-hmm. she's an amalgam of several people in her life. Good I word. forget what her name is. Do you have it right there? Here? Yeah. The actress is Christian. Penny Johnson Gerald. Penny Johnson Gerald. She's it's... Christian. Okay. And when the scene where she had to do the Buddhist incantation, uh-huh. she said she couldn't say it, so she's lip syncing. I know, I know, I know it. It feels strange, but it's chanting. I'm, I'm a Buddhist now. And when you chant, Anna, you can see things clearly. It's like life's mirror. And when you can see yourself clearly, you can change anything. Come and try it with me. Nam myo renge kyo. Nam myo renge kyo. That's hilarious. But she also says bullshit. Like she swears in the movie. I don't know. What's everyone's, uh, what are everyone's feelings about religious people doing movie, R-rated movies? <laughs> I honestly feel like if your religious views are going to get in the way of a character, don't take the character. Don't yeah. accept the work. Yeah. yeah. Don't be difficult. Yeah. yeah. The actress would play Tina Turner's mother. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, oh, what's her name? She's Jennifer on Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. I know I wasn't around. But believe me, honey, you was too young to understand what was going on with your dad and me. Darlene, understand? She ain't that much older than me. I don't think you gonna come live in my house and make me feel bad. You gonna pull your weight, girl? This ain't just some party town, yeah? She's a year older than Angela Bassett. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Movies <laughs> are fucked up. Hollywood. Yeah. I yeah. love Jennifer Lewis. She's great. You should follow her Instagram. It is really? great. All of it is just like, get out and vote. vote. I'm amazing. I'm a diva. I love her. My plate runneth full with your recommendations. I mean, I'm either very busy or on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) If you are not gay and don't watch Blackish, no, if you are gay and don't watch Blackish, Jennifer Lewis is the character that Shangela played in All Stars 3 in the Snatch yes, Game. Yes, that's right. Very, very funny. Did a really good job, actually. She lives with her. That's what? Right. She lives in Jennifer Lewis's basement or guest house. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but she like travels so much that she's like, Jennifer Lewis is like, yes, of course. When you're here, please. So she travels. She's never really there. And when she's there, they have a grand old time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they're like dear friends. And I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm. They should have a reality. I'm submitting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Netflix. Yes. Um, let me be the EP of this. I just came up with it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you came up with it. I want you to do a show where you explore white women's relationship with Oprah, and you host and do all the interviews. Imagine. Yeah. Why is you white woman? You're a white woman. Why do you? Why do you love Oprah? Yeah. Why? Also, I love Oprah's Instagram. She's always like gathering food that I'm like, you didn't get that. Someone brought you a big basket of those apples. Yeah. I ever heard that Oprah doesn't like let people look her in the eye. I mean, probably not. I wouldn't. Honestly, <laughs> if I were Oprah, I would not let anyone look me in the eye because, okay, I'm mildly successful. 
<laughs> and I'll meet people who like my mild success. Right. And they'll be like, I love you. And stare at me. Wow. And then I go, I got, you gotta say something else. I, this is very awkward. I've had people cry when they've met me, which is like such a humble brag. But I'm like, please stop. I don't, what do you want me to cry to? Like, I don't know. So I believe that like people probably cry when they meet the woman, stare at her and don't say anything. And I think it's just easier to be like, all right, well, just don't look at me. So I don't, I don't have to be in this awkward situation. So Steve Harvey a while ago wrote this letter to his staff that was like, don't come in my dressing room. You make appointments through my assistant. Mm. Don't talk to when I'm in the makeup chair. And everyone was like, I can't believe Steve Harvey has these demands. I'm like, Steve Harvey has eight jobs. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> if it's not important, why are you bothering the man? Mm-hmm. Like I, I fully, fully. I mean, there's a better way to maybe go about that, but right. Yeah. Don't bother him if it's unnecessary. Yeah. I'm not successful, but I just hate most people, so I, I, I understand mm-hmm. this, thought, this process as well. I get older the more I hate people. <laughs> right. <sighs> how, how could you not? You keep meeting them, and just by percentages, most of them are not good. Yeah. I you... keep dating all these awful people. Oh well. Fucking stay east of the 405. Unless that dick. Gotta go to Woodland Hills tonight. You you bring out something in people. I think it's, as I've said this before, you're aspirational. It's sort of like living. It's joyful. It's, and, and you're vulnerable and people resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, as you were talking about people that, some people that you might attract, uh, I'm thinking of Landon and Jessica, Mm -hmm. who are a friend, has, they have, similar fans where um, they really resonate with mm-hmm. the friendship that they have basically. Yes. I don't know, but it takes a very special skill to deal with that with from strangers. Oh, I'm totally. learning. And like you have to. I'm learning because it is nice. It's and nice. I do realize that like for a lot of people, a person like me did not exist when they were growing up. Right. A person like me didn't exist when I was growing up. Right. So I get it. I very much get it. But those people, some of these people may or may not have problem with boundaries. Yes. So that's what you're navigating. <laughs> yes. And I do talk a lot about my life and personal things. So I've had people say things that I didn't even remember I've said in podcasts, right. like parrot it back to me. And I'm like, how did you know that? That's very personal. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I did say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, it's a little, it's hard. I'm sure. I, I would encourage everyone to listen to the podcast, but don't Please, be weird. Please, yes, listen, but... Don't be weird. Before you bring up something that you heard that might sound personal, just warn me. Yeah. But like, can I just say something that I know about you? I go, yeah, sure. <laughs> as long as you warn me, I'm okay. Yeah. If you tell me you're going to cry before you cry, that's fine. That happened in Raleigh. <laughs> this girl was like, I like you so much, I might just cry. And I went, you don't have to. And then she's like, it started. <laughs> and <laughs> that was maybe my favorite interaction with somebody. She was very sweet. She was um, a nonprofit lawyer. So if you're listening to this nonprofit lawyer, you're doing the Lord's work. There we go. My brother used to do that, not anymore. Now he's a senator? <laughs> yes. Uh, a good one? Republican? Good. Democrat. Okay. Good. Florida Democrat. <laughs> Democrat. 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 Wow, you have a full ass fucking arcade. Yeah, any game in the world. Yeah. Wait, any, any game in the world? And that world. game every. Regular Nintendo game, a bunch of arcade games. Do you have to plug it in? It's plugged in. You just turn it on. How do you turn it on? There's a thing on top. It'll it'll make it. I I can show you as soon as we're done. 
Okay. This is wild. Do <laughs> you want to just come back every week? You were the first person. Like, you and Beth Dover are the only guests we've had in here that remarked on the arcade machine. And I think it's weird. Like, if I walked into a room, there's I was like, oh, there's an arcade machine there. Like, what is it? Tell me what it is. But, like, most people don't bring it up. I don't know why. Um, People are stupid. Is that a bathroom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Has anyone ever lived here in this guest house? Um, my roommate lives in back there. Back where? So there's a room, there's like a bedroom and a kitchenette back there. Oh. So Glenn, Glenn lives back there. So is this his living room that we're in? No, this is my office. This is where we record podcasts. Does he have a living room? Yes, in there. And oh, so there's like two houses. He has, yeah. a, he has a bathroom, but is the podcast bathroom we have guests over. He oh. cleaned it just in case. Mm. Every time he cleans it just in case a guest wants to use the bathroom. That's very nice. He's a really good roommate. I feel like boys don't clean bathrooms and it's a real issue. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn is a very clean person. Where'd you meet Glenn? We, uh, funny story. Uh, we went on a date years ago and then we just became very good friends. Oh. And then and you live in the house house. I, I live by it. yourself? Yeah. I feel like it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn! Hi. Glenn. Hi, Glenn. I'm Nicole. Hi. How are you? <laughs> are you guys recording this? Yeah, yeah we are. All, recording. Is on, yeah. All, all of this. Glenn. Mm-hmm. Glenn. Do you want to pull up a chair, Glenn? I'm good. I'm good. Glenn's a big fan of Nailed It. Oh, thank you for watching Nailed It. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I was I was happy that I got to experience Drew watching the Trump Cake episode. Oh, it made me laugh out loud. Real wild. Yeah. Like a man puts salt in his cupcake. You, you know what salt looks it's, like. It's not you know salt. what sugar looks <laughs> like. What are you doing, sir? Well, I won't defend them, but one time I was very sad, and the only food I had was the ingredients for peanut butter cookies, and for some reason I put like a fourth of a cup of salt instead of a fourth of a tablespoon, and I tried to put the cookie to my mouth, and it curled my lips. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. Every time who lives there, he's lovely. Okay, toodaloo. Bye, Glenn. Glenn. This is the most meta end of a podcast we've ever had, but we should we should wrap up. Nicole, where can people find you on social media? Oh boy. Okay, so I have a Facebook page that I rarely go on. It's Nicole Byer slash comedy, maybe, or like Nicole Byer comedy. I don't even know. Instagram, Nicole Byer. Twitter, Nicole Byer. Snapchat, don't do it no more. Sorry about it. Um, I have a website. It's called NicoleBuyersTaken.com because NicoleBuyer.com <gasps> was taken. That's brilliant. And then someone tried to extort money out of me to buy the domain name. She was like, I'll give it to you for $10,000. And I was like, US dollars? And it was a whole thing back and forth. Anywho, um, also, if you go to my Instagram and click on the link in my bio, that also takes you to my live shows. Great. Good. And you are a judge on UCB Drag Race. Oh, actually, yes. we can't. No, this will air after the last thing. So okay. we won't even. We got monos in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, monos done this. I perform at UCB Theater every Sunday at 11 when I'm in town. Oh, what's that show? Search History. That's right. With Marcy. I'm with Marcy Giroux. Darcy? Darcy Carden from yep. The Good Place. Betsy Sodaro mm-hmm. from Disjointed. Um,. Jocelyn DeBoer, who has a movie coming out called Greener Grass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Madeline Walter, who writes on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Drew Tarver, who has a show coming out on Comedy Central next mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. After Broad City. We're Written all by Chris doing Kelly. all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Fun group. Yeah, yeah very fun it group. is. It's a very fun show. Come on yeah. out. $10, $5, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? $7? I don't know. We, they don't tell we us keep changing anything. the prices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony, where can people find you? Uh, on people can find me on Twitter at the Tony Roderick, Instagram at Tony Roderick, and my drag character 
Barbara <laughs> Fella. <laughs> Nicole Byer, your Mike Drag character's manager. I am. I don't do a good job, but I love she, Barbara oh, Fella. She, yeah. You're busy. She, Barbara You're Fella busy. is yeah. the funniest character I've ever seen. They, well, thank you. Put that on your so business funny. card. Okay. Nicole Byer. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. so yeah. fucking funny. It's the most fun character. It's me, Barbara Fella. <laughs> yeah. I. That's the great impression. Thank Can you do you. her biopic? Imagine. <laughs> I'm Barbara Sala. You have to wear earrings made out of food. Nobody's going to understand this unless they've seen UCB Drag Race. <laughs> I made earrings out of food and paper clips. And then they lost your track. Ugh, what a treat. <sighs> Anyway, her Instagram is Barbara Fella. Drew, Drew where G- can people find you? Drew G. Mackey on Twitter, M-A-C-K-I-E, and follow us at Have to Watch Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You have to watch this movie.com. Listen to all our previous episodes. Yeah, the whole website? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You're our season finale. You're season finale. Wow. How many episodes are in a season? It's going to be like 20 by the time we're done. Oh, I don't do seasons. I just do... I, I had I'm to, in town. I'm not in town because I, I had to do I had to do all the production myself. So I'm like, I need a break. Guys, Fair, so. yeah. Someone else does all my production, and I bank episodes. That makes sense. I, mm-hmm. so I think I have five stacked now, which is great. Oh, that's good. Also, I like stacking them because if I talk about someone currently, it comes out weeks later, and then they go. They wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Might be something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's super smart. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jones. You may know me as Linda Milf from the Lifetime movie of the week, 12 Angry Menstruations. And I have a question. How can I get naturally beautiful calves? <laughs>